to Courtney Watches Movies, the podcast in which I, the titular Courtney, review, analyze, and most likely overthink movies and the filmmakers who brought them to life. How in the world are you today? I hope you are doing wonderfully. Um, So today we're going to be talking about a pretty crazy new movie called The Triangle of Sadness. Or actually, it might just be Triangle of Sadness. Leave out the the. This is Directed by Ruben Ustland, I think. Uh, starring Woody Harrelson, Charlie Dean, and my new... I love him now. I think I just talked about this in my See How They Run review. I love Harris Dickinson. I know, I really like this guy. I'm excited to see where he goes moving forward. I like him and everything I've seen him in. Uh, but so the IMDb summary says a fashion model celebrity couple join an eventful cruise for the super rich and that is extremely vague uh i think you know every every time i do one of these i go back and forth on whether i want to do spoilers or not and i think i'm gonna try to avoid them for this movie just because it is kind of unusual and i'm sure a lot of you haven't been super exposed to it it's kind of a smaller film so i'm gonna try i'm gonna be a little bit vague and so okay from the beginning harris dickinson and charlie dean are they are a, in the beginning of the movie they are a, they're a couple and they are both mo working models but also like instagram influencers and they're at so it appears to be something like Paris Fashion Week and they the the movie opens with them getting into an argument over money in in the real world male models make about a third of what female models make and they argue about money and her in always wanting him to pay for dinner it's kind of it's kind of strange there's a lot there's a lot of layers to this movie i feel like i say that a lot but it's true so they argue about money and it just kind of serves as an, as an introduction to them as a couple and the movie is told in parts so the first part is just about the two of them carl and yaya those are their names and they have this big old disagreement the harris dickinson's acting is crazy it's so good it feels so realistic. He just really nails it. I, this is so... Are there Harris Dickinson stands? Because I'm one of them now. But he... Their argument just feels real. And that sort of millennial tension of just how expensive life is. And trying to figure out how you're going to survive and thrive and make your life look cool online, make yourself be an enviable person, and just re realizing how expensive that is, that's very, it comes across as very real. And the first part is very short. And then the movie moves on and it's very abrupt. They are on some kind of luxury super yacht. And you're kind of going, how in the world are they affording this? 
And you learn through exposition, which to be fair is delivered very well. It's not clunky exposition, but you learn basically that they have been gifted this cruise due to their social media following. So it's one of those you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours situations. You go on this cruise, post a lot about it, uh, brag about it online, and we will give this cruise you for free. And it's a really, it looks beautiful to be fair. It looks like a lot of fun. It is a, like I said, a full on super yacht and they meet all sorts of people who are wealthy through various means. And there is the cat, the captain of the ship keeps refusing to come out of his room, which he's played by Woody Harrelson. And he's kind of like a, he's definitely a socialist and is torn about his personal beliefs that are conflicting with obviously he he mans a ship that is largely i'm trying to think of the right word it, it the ship is his clients are the super rich obvious so he is he's conflicted because he doesn't even think they should be allowed to have their money to be honest and there there's just a lot there's a lot going on this is definitely a satire but it's very much hit you over the head with it with all that it's trying to say about the nature of uh greed and ill-gotten wealth and kind of the silliness of the influencer lifestyle ultimately there's it's just there's a lot going on and all these different all these different small things occur where these extremely wealthy people are very out of touch and there's lots of small moments just illustrating, you know, we're all supposed to go, oh my gosh, they don't understand real people. <laughs> and it's just all pretty obvious. And I, I, to be fair, I think it's on purpose. I think the obviousness of it is purposeful, but I'm just not particularly fond of it. It's it's like going, oh, some people shouldn't be billionaires. Okay. This is kind of similar to how I felt when I watched Avatar. That is a very safe message for Hollywood, right? Just like, hey, we're destroying the environment is a very safe message. It's not subversive at all. And it's not subversive to make a movie where you go, oh my gosh, socialism is the answer. Which that's not what they're really saying either. But you know what I'm getting at. And you would know what I meant if you saw the movie. It You don't miss the metaphor at all. It's very obvious. But the, the middle part of the movie culminates in this captain's dinner, which is the only time that Woody Harrelson comes out of his room. And... It is extremely inclement weather, so it's all these people that are very, very finely dressed, and you know they're in their absolute Sunday best. And the ship is the yacht is rocking back and forth, the water is sloshing up on the windows. It was kind of making me seasick just watching it. Uh, but and then they're of course they're all eating seafood, which is just so repulsive. The shots of it are crazy. Well, and I I want to clarify. It's because of my personal opinion. I can't stand seafood. So the close-up shots of like all this fancy stuff makes me just... <sighs> like I, I would definitely be getting sick. So the, the yacht is rocking and they're eating this food and all these fancy people. And they, they start... I'm just going to outright say it. They start violently getting sick. 
So there is a extremely prolonged scene of all of these super rich people throwing up, um, just having all man. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it a little bit PG, but having all manner of intestinal issues. They're they're throwing up, uh, and they end up having to end the dinner early, and they all go back to their staterooms. And again, this is where I run into the issues with the spoilers, right? I'm trying to be very, very vague. Well, so they end up back in their staterooms and to make a long story short, the in the third part of the film, pirates, and I agree it's very abrupt. What I'm but I, in a movie it's very abrupt. Pirates blow up the yacht and a small group of survivors make it to an island. And the rest of the movie plays out on this island. Okay. So, that's the general arc of the story. But now let's look at some of what's going on with the characters. So, there is a gentleman who is a Russian. I think he says he's a billionaire. He he made his money through selling fertilizer to farmers and he's very you know he kind of degrades himself about it he calls himself the king of you know what because he made his money in fertilizer and it's ridiculous it's so over the top he's on the cruise with both his wife and his mistress you know he brought them both but he's very jovial he's very friendly he makes friends with everybody uh he makes good friends with woody harrelson's character of the captain even though they have completely different worldviews and there's a pretty funny scene where they trade quotations back and forth with each other from you know more capitalist thinkers and then more communist or socialist thinkers and it's pretty funny the way they deliver it, it, it it's funny to watch but I don't think it's a total spoiler to say he ends up surviving so he's on the He's on the island, and then it's just, it's saying, and then the, I guess you'd call her like a second mate sort of thing. Basically, the woman who works directly under the captain on this yacht, she's, she runs, she controls and tells all the other employees what to do. She's out there on the island, and, and it's just funny because Again, it's not a subtle movie, and you're watching it, and they're trying to survive on this island, this collection of very, very wealthy people, two influencers, and a woman who runs a super yacht for those very, very wealthy people. Just watching them trying to survive, is it's pretty funny, you know? But it's just not, I don't know, it's really challenging. I, I'm... It's, I'm, I'm sorry, I misspoke. I meant it's really not challenging. I'm a little bit confused because at, at Cannes Film Festival, this won the Palme d'Or. Or I, I probably totally butchered that. It won, and I don't... I was expecting more. It's two and a half hours long. The section on the island feels like it drags a lot. Um, A woman who worked on the super yacht who was in charge of 
Well, they call her the head of cleaning toilets. She is the only one with any applicable, realistic, common sense skills in this survival realm. And so by, by virtue of her being the only one that knows what to do in this tropical environment and she knows how to fish, she knows how to all the, build a fire, all that stuff. By virtue of that, she takes charge, even though in the world they were just in of this yacht, she was one of the lowliest crew members. Right. So again, but even that in and of itself is so it's too on the nose. And if you like on the nose satire, you will love this. I don't, I don't, I'm not a person that enjoys being spoon fed things in my art. The vast majority of the time I like going, oh man, what is this? What is, where are they going with this? You know where they're going with this. This is all about flipping the script and saying, you know, your value as a person in terms of what you bring to the table, that's totally dependent on the scenario. And in, in some part, in some aspects of the world, you know, billionaires are useless. They can't do anything. They're like little babies that have to have everything done for them. And they're not so big anymore. It's just, I don't know, guys. I thought this was really boring. And I want you to keep in mind that I'm not, I, I'm not like a film critic. I'm just a person who likes movies and I'm not, I'm not beholden to anybody to go, oh, well, everybody else gave this a 100 or a 10 out of 10. So I have to, I don't care. I'm just a normal person who likes movies. And that's how I approach all of this. And I'm telling you, I was really disappointed. I enjoyed the beginning, probably I was probably really engaged until about an hour and 20 minutes in, but I, it, it really lost me. The whole island section, it was just, it was too boring. I'm like, I've seen, I've seen Stranded on the Island done better, you know? But this is a very specific kind of film. If you like social satire, you're going to be into it. I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling it. And I... I'm very much, I'm sad because I, I, like I have said, I love Harris Dickinson, so I want to give everything he does like a, a big old gold star, but I just can't, I don't know. The, if, if I were, if I were rating the first half, I'd be going, oh my gosh, maybe an eight, but when I look at, or maybe even an 8.5, but when I look at the movie as a whole, I think I'm going to have to go with a I guess a six. We'll bring it down to a six. You know, I feel like that's a good happy medium. But if you do see this, please reach out to me about it. I'd love to discuss it with somebody. Just not discuss it, but I'd like to hear your thoughts because I think that this is, this is easily the kind of movie that people could have a wide variety of opinions on. And your mileage may totally vary. And I, I love, I love hearing from people who got something different from, from it than I did, right? Oh, and the other thing was the title, Triangle of Sadness, I thought it would be more, 
I thought that the meaning would be more nautical just because of the poster and they're on a boat. And I didn't know very much about the movie before I saw it. I went in almost totally blind. But I thought it would be a more nautical thing. It's not. It's used in the very beginning of the movie when Harris Dickinson's character, Carl, is auditioning for a modeling job. And the one of the gentlemen that is auditioning him tells him to soften up his triangle of sadness which is what they're calling kind of you know when you furrow your brow the place above your nose and between your two eyebrows how we can you know develop wrinkles there he's saying you need to your 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 triangle of sadness is popping out and I actually thought that was pretty funny and that part was unexpected but for the most part this was just too it was too obvious too on the nose and I've never seen anything else from this filmmaker but uh, a couple of things that I've read have suggested that that's kind of his thing. He's He makes himself pretty clear. So, I don't know. When I get the opportunity, I'll watch his other, other movies. But this one wasn't my favorite. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a six. Sorry. I, you know, guys, I want to give weirdo art house interesting original stories. I want to anything that's not a flippin' franchise or remake or whatever. I want to give them better scores. I genuinely do. I feel like I've been the biggest downer in the world on so many of these movies, but I, I'm i confident I will find one that I like, okay? <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go 6 out of 10, and yeah, that's it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and today's jam has been Christmas music. Yeah, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate. It really helps me out. Follow me on Instagram at Courtney Watches Movies or Twitter at Movie Courtney. Thank you and have a wonderful night.